teacher's walking with his students on this lovely retreat in a beautiful wooded area. They stop to observe a huge boulder blocking the path that they're on. So the teacher says, hey guys, how should we deal with this obstruction in our path? And the students say, well, let's try working together, picking it up and moving it. And then the teacher looks at them and says, how heavy do you think this boulder is? The students start shouting out, heavy. The teacher pauses, smiles and says, why would we pick up anything that's so heavy? Wouldn't it be easier to simply go around it? Hey guys, it's Colleen. Welcome back to Butterflies Don't Wear Underwear. As we explore part two of Heave the Heavy. Today, we're gonna look at some strategies to help us with those nagging negative self-deprecating thoughts. So, how much do you think your home is worth? Was it worth the same value it was three months ago, six months ago, five years ago? Probably not. The bottom line, guys, is value is determined by the observer and how much they're willing to pay. So why would our sense of self be any different? Some people will ignore your feelings, ghost you, cheat on you, criticize you, and treat you like a meaningless part of their life. Others will honor you, respect you, love you, and be honest with you. So what is your worth? Your worth isn't dependent upon either of these scenarios. But guys, we attract what we believe we deserve. How do we change the people in our lives? How do we change the script of our thoughts to attract more authentic, caring, honest, and loving individuals? Well, first we have to change what's inside and go within so we can go without these people who undervalue and undermine us. So if you remember, in part one of Heave the Heavy, we chatted about how our brain is wired for the negative, and this is for survival. But with changing times, guys, our brains need to be rewired. We discussed the patterns of the mind that involve anxiety and worry, ruminating on mistakes, self-criticism, and focusing on problems. So today we're going to chat about some things we can actively try to integrate into each and every day of our lives to change these horrible thought patterns that really only make us feel like crap. So first, let's try to take a look at mindfulness and what it is. Just beneath the wave of all our thoughts, emotions, and conditioning, there's this beautiful deep ocean of awareness in each one of us. It's a beautiful source of calm, wisdom, compassion, and incredible inner strength. And it's always available to us, guys. This is our place of refuge. So mindfulness is the practice of cultivating that awareness and getting to that place of refuge. And through mindfulness, we can enhance our capacity to remain grounded 
instead of being so caught up and tossed around by all the surface waves of our thoughts and emotions. Regular mindful meditation is the best way to build the muscle of the mind. Meditation, seriously guys, has been shown to decrease stress, depression, and anxiety. So there is something called the three breath pause, and this can be a practice for daily life. It helps you find your calm center, some inner strength in any moment. Because let's face it, in our life, we can often find ourselves stuck in mental struggles. Sometimes we're consumed by busyness and stress, which means we're tossed around and we're being reactive. This can affect every aspect of our life. And honestly, as a result, our relationships and health can suffer, our mood can plummet, and we can't perform it well at work or even at home. So when you feel reactive, overwhelmed, or just need some more calm in the midst of all the craziness, you can find your center and proceed with greater awareness. It takes a pause to center yourself. Three deep, slow, mindful breaths. And honestly, you can do this even if you're in the middle of the ring and in the battle. We can also try something called self-compassion. Let's imagine we have met for the very first time. And I begin the conversation by saying, I don't even know why you're trying to overcome negative thinking. You'll never change. It's not going to work. Because you look like someone who doesn't follow through with anything. If I spoke to you that way, no doubt it wouldn't feel good. It's pretty demoralizing. Not just that, you most likely not want to listen to me ever again because it doesn't feel helpful or healthy to be spoken to in that way. Now ask yourself this key question. How often do you honestly talk to yourself like that in your head? This inner critic actually forms the core of much of our struggles and stress. This kind of negative self-talk isn't a sign of a deficiency, guys. It's a sign of normal thinking because we talked about the human mind being a survival machine. For our caveman ancestors, life was difficult and dangerous. And in order to survive, they had to stay together in a tribe. And if you got kicked out, it wouldn't be long before a predator, starvation, or something else got a hold of you. And so, for our caveman ancestors, fitting in with the group, having the approval of the group and the tribe was critical to survival. So how does the mind function to keep you in this group and in this tribe? The mind is constantly questioning, am I fitting in? Am I special enough? Am I good enough? Am I doing anything that could get me rejected? And then this wonderful mind of ours also compares us to everyone else to constantly make sure we're measuring up. We are constantly driven by this impulse to get approval. It demands us to be prettier, smarter, more handsome, more successful, and stronger. 
It pushes us, bullies us, criticizes us. It tells us we're not enough, but this is all in an effort to keep us safe. Let's just think for a minute as we fast forward today to social media. How much do you think you scan social media in one day? Scrolling, surfing, you see images of people who seem more successful, attractive, happy. They look like they're having more fun. And it's easy to feel like you're not measuring up, you're not enough, and you're not worthy. And then what happens? Usually anxiety and depression. So how do we get from this self-critic to someone who's feeling more self-compassion? How do we erase this inner critic and cultivate self-love and self-compassion? Well, we have to retrain your brain. You have to train it to be more kind and supportive. Although most people believe if they don't crack the whip, they won't be motivated to make changes and reach goals. But honestly, research shows just the opposite is true, guys. These self-limiting and self-critical thoughts really truly zap our motivation and our initiative whereas the opposite self-compassion and kindness increase them when we learn and i do mean learn to be kinder to ourselves we also become more resilient to challenges and the daily stress of life we can become more productive and overcome some really bad habits it will lead to more fulfilling relationships and we're honestly going to feel better about ourselves too. So how do we kind of ease that critic and invite self-compassion in? Well, we start by practicing and again the word is practicing self-talk. And this means you're friendly and you're kind to yourself. The way we speak to ourselves can be incredibly harsh. If something goes wrong, we've made a mistake, we are our worst critic. So try to practice making that inner voice sound like a supportive friend or coach. So you have to try to catch yourself sounding unfriendly. See if you can take a pause and change the thought. Change it to something which is encouraging and kind. You can say things like, Hey, I just had this thought. I gave it my best shot. That was a really nice thing I just did. It's okay. You did your best. When you're having a hard time, and even when you're not, try talking to yourself the way you would speak to a loved one who's hurting. You can say things like, it's okay, everyone makes mistakes. I'm human. Hey, that was a really tricky situation. Hey, I'm just having a bad day. It's not a bad life. Try to do the things that make you feel good and nourish you. You have to learn to be the caretaker of your own needs. Through your actions, Try to focus more on the things that make you feel good, feed your soul, and generally make you happy rather than doing things to make it in the eyes of the world or to get likes or approval or status in the eyes of others. 
It could be helpful to make a list of things that recharge your batteries and relax you, things that rejuvenate you, the things that make you feel light, that bring joy to you and feed your soul. You can try things like being in nature, slowing down, even yoga, biking, hiking, any sports that you love. Try going for a walk or exercising. Have a glass of wine or a cup of tea while sitting outside in the sun. If you love gardening or painting or singing, do those things that bring your soul joy. Spend time with pets or loved ones. Reading a book. Hang out with people that empower you. We can honestly retrain our brain. It's the tendency towards negative thoughts through a process called taking in the good. And this was developed by a neuropsychologist by the name of Rick Hansen. But why do we need to focus on retraining our brain? It's because we automatically go towards a negative bias. So you honestly have to work at this. Our minds, to me, are like toilets. With good experiences, we flush them right out. We don't pay attention to them and we don't remember them. But when it comes to bad experiences, guys, our minds are like Velcro. They stick. We tend to overfocus on bad experiences. We overlook great things about our partner, our bodies, our lives, our accomplishments, our jobs, and we focus on what's wrong. And obviously, this is an incorrect, skewed perception, where all that's bad in our life gets center stage, and all that's good stands behind the curtain. Trying to take in the good will really help us cultivate the ability to pay attention to all the great things in our life. And this can truly help us arrive at a sense of balance when our brain's negativity bias is really intent on helping us search for problems for survival. So how do you take in the good? You have to deliberately seek out and pay attention to the good experiences that are happening around you each day. It's not about trying to notice your experiences. It's like taking a pause to appreciate the beauty. Let's say in your garden, taking the time to savor the taste of food you're eating, appreciating your comfy bed, the sound of rain. Try thinking about the moments. What are the good aspects of your life that you're so busy you don't even notice? What is beautiful that you can appreciate and enjoy and savor as you go about your day moment by moment? Now, once you open up to noticing, that's fantastic. Then you have to try to stay with it and enjoy it. Start with as much as five seconds and try to work up to 20 or 30 if possible. But remember, it's not about positive thinking. It's about focusing on your current experience to enjoy it. It's about living in the moment. Experience your feelings and emotions and all the sensations around you. It's like drinking everything in with all of your senses in the moment. 
then you try to focus your intention to absorbing the experience. Truly try to appreciate the moment with gratitude, taking in those feelings into your memory, into your being. And that's what Rick Hansen calls letting it sink into you. Because every time you do this, it's sort of like doing a rep at the gym to make your mind more positive and stronger. Think of your mind as a muscle that you're building. Over time, those little baby steps will add up. Gradually, you'll be helping your thoughts naturally and automatically to be more happy, positive, and grateful. And then it'll sort of be like blinking an eye. You've retrained your brain and it just becomes a new way of thinking automatically. How do you take your focus back? So you notice you've hit this huge roadblock within yourself or you've got these crazy heavy thoughts going on and it can be horribly difficult to work with this. So you can try to steer your focus in two ways. You can ask helpful questions for these unhelpful thoughts. And you can also ask yourself for a more empowering focus. You can use some questions to support you to kind of unhook this thinking to shift the focus. And then answer the questions mentally in your mind. So some questions that you can help with these unhelpful thoughts could be, is this thought really helpful to me? Is it actually even true? Okay, is this just an old story in my mind, an old pattern that's playing out simply out of habit? Is this helping me take action in any way? Asking these questions can help you create a new focus with new possibilities. And it's certainly much more constructive. How do you choose more empowering focus? You ask yourself things like, what is the truth here? What do I really want to feel to create a better situation here? How can I move toward that? How can I make the best of this situation? What new thoughts can I focus on now? What can I be grateful for in this moment? With these questions, you can change the focus to more empowering thoughts. <coughs> these questions will help you appreciate what's going well. How long does it take to overcome all these negative thoughts? Well, guys, picture the rock in the gym. Do you think he got there? and look like that just by going a couple of times? We can't expect sudden gains. We can't expect perfect mental strength by just applying these tools, and they are tools, guys, a couple of times. If you wanna become more fit and stronger, you have to work out consistently and keep at it. So it's more about having the faith and the persistence to keep practicing these skills over time. Because as you become more patient with yourself, the process will make you mentally stronger and I promise it will get easier. Every time you use these skills, you are helping yourself be more mentally strong. Every step is a win. 
So make sure you give yourself a pat on the back. There are four ways that you can start. Try meditating for at least five to 10 minutes a day. Make a playlist of songs that make you feel empowered, make you feel strong and invincible. Go for a walk and listen to them. Tape, record, and listen to every day to your voice making empowering and positive affirming statements about yourself and what you deserve. And make a pact with yourself to be kinder to you. You can even print out helpful reminders and stick them all over mirrors in your house. All of these strategies can truly help you go within for greater hope, self-love, taming that crazy inner critic of shame and assist you with empowering yourself through action so you can go without passive acceptance, living in fear, shame, worry, anxiety, and negativity. And most importantly, guys, please remember, take off those underwear and keep flying.